You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Hey guys, um, thanks for tuning in. And today I have a very special guest, Addie Sellers from Wilmington Matchmakers is joining me. Hello. Uh, you're beautiful, by the way. Well, you're gorgeous. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Not feeling it today, but I'll take it. Um, thank you for joining me. I'm really excited about this. I love your blog. Thank you. Um, this week's blog is called, I know you haven't read it, it um, hasn't been posted yet, but it's called Dante's Tenth Circle of Hell, Tinder. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> so I write this whole, like, what the last five years on what it's like dating in this new world. It's very different. Yeah. Because I have the perspective of having been married for, you know, 12 right. years. And like, we didn't have Tinder or Match.com or anything like right. those. So, um, so it's a funny little write-up on that. I basically tell all the married readers, go hug your spouse. <laughs> really yeah. <tiny. laughs> and um, I tell the divorced readers, here's some, here's some lessons, life lessons I've learned. Um, so I wanted you on this podcast because I want you to have a matchmaking business. Right. And That's it's not like online dating. No, no, it's totally different. Tell me how you started. Well, I just felt like with social media and, and with online dating, it's convenient. And they say that we're also connected now more than we were before. But there is a huge disconnect when you're emailing back and forth and when you don't get that voice and you don't get the face-to-face. And then also, you're kind of, you want to date. So you're you're saying the best parts of you to see if, if that person puts their best foot forward and if you guys can have some sort of uh, uh, base for your relationship. Right. So what I do is I have interviews with people face-to-face and I talk to them about all sorts of things. And what my goal is is to find out what really makes up their values, what makes them work, and then setting them up with somebody that has those same values and that they're attracted to so that there is no, you know, tricking, there's no... Well, I thought he was this way, but he wasn't. It's really, and, and there's no pressure. They're really open and honest with me because I'm not their date. Mm-hmm. So I kind of go on the first date for you. That's awesome. Um, that's, how'd you get started? Oh, well, I knew that this town really had a, a need for it. And I was single, a single mom, and had my own experience of online dating. Plus, for my job, I did interviews. And I'd had a lot of training through premier education with, you know, I, I got licensed as a coach. So I knew um, what values meant and what communication was. And, and so I got started and I had called every matchmaker around the country. I mean, I had probably called 50 different places and everyone does it differently. Everyone has a different technique and everybody has different beliefs. So I knew I just had to make it my own and do what, what I felt was best. And, um, and follow your passion. Follow my passion. It doesn't feel like a job. And it's, it's, uh, I love that. That's why I love all this. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, I mean, your heart and soul is in it. I mean, yeah. but it's also hard to, to, for your job to be, to make people happy. <laughs> I think I realized a long time ago, you just have to try really hard and you fall in love with your clients. Yeah. But there is no making people happy. It's their journey. It's their, it's, you know, yeah. I would be, I would think it would be hard for me to be, matchmaker because I probably end up after the first year being like you're not dateable (laughs) that's basically what I do on dates now is like after I'm with someone for about 15 minutes I'm like 
dude, you're just out of a divorce, your life's an you don't need to be dating. Yeah, and that's a lot of times what we find out when they start. You know, we set them up with a great match, and they cannot follow the quote-unquote rules of the service. It's because they haven't been dating in so long, or they're fresh out of a relationship, or whatever the reason, story, and excuse that they come up with as to why they can't date in a healthy way. But once we get to the crux of the issue... Um, typically there's a lot of growth between like, let's say the third date and then the last one. Now, full disclosure, I hired you about two years ago and then I took myself off Mm -hmm. simply because I'm not dateable (laughs) right now, right now, uh, just, just working on myself and, you know, knowing, you know, I've gone out and I, I I do think about it. Um, and I don't want to end up alone, but right now I just got to focus on me. I have three kids. It goes by so quickly with them. It's just not, my heart's not open to it, which, you know, that's why I took myself off. I was like, I'm out. And I'm still attracted to the wrong type of guy. So I'm like, I got to figure this out before. Yeah. And I think it's funny that you say that because I've interviewed you and I've been around you and I've gotten feedback from your days. And that is not my opinion at all. And it's so (laughs) funny how we think we're attracted to the wrong guy, but I think you're attracted to masculinity I definitely am. <laughs> and, and, right? Is that yeah. a kind of not, but I don't think that's wrong. No, no. I, and it's not a victim. It doesn't come from a place of victimhood. Um, it more comes from a place of, I just need to figure some shit out yeah. for my blog. Um, some shit out for myself. And until I'm healthy and happy mm-hmm. and love myself, there's no reason to wasting any more time. It's, it's, true. it's true. And I... You know, you gotta love yourself from the couch, couch to the kitchen sink. Yeah, I mean, you have to love yourself, even even, even through, through your, your lows, lows and your highs, and and and, and yeah, once yeah, you once figure, figure yourself out, you pretty much. much. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really worried about it. About you shouldn't be. More just more just money, money, money. But, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's been interesting, interesting, especially especially our perspective that we live in this long time. I just I just. In the blog, okay, I like that. I have that people that said, said you know, there's a hundred dollars that was the last count of going to life or life. So it's a so small it's town. town. Um, um, it's not, it's not you know, I see I the see same men on Tinder. I see the same men on Match.com. I see the same men on Plenty of Fish. I see the same men <laughs> over and over with the same picture from four or five years ago. I'm like, dude, come yeah. on. But anyway, I, I get ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> So, what's the top advice you would give to women, the women that come to your service? Like, what are they doing wrong? Ooh, it's it's funny because men and women, they both have the same pattern and the same answers. Um, women, I would say, really and truly before you have expectations, you know, we, we all come in with our little wish list. Um, we are... We, we have had experiences of dating and not of it all is, is very positive. So I think you really have to come to grips with what you've been through and, and figure out why that pissed you off so much and why you start looking for faults in the next guy that you're going to date. I think it clouds your judgment. I think it sets him up for failure and a lot of communication is nonverbal. When you go in hesitant, like, is this guy going to be like the last one? He knows. He doesn't know exactly what is going on. He picks up on something. But he picks it. Yeah, definitely. I, I see with my divorced friends a common, I, I don't want to describe it as a problem, but a common thing that they do is they'll meet someone, 
they instantly go to the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, within, like, 20, they're like, mm-hmm. this is the one, we connected, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you don't even know him yet. <laughs> right. Don't. And I know we're conditioned that way. We're conditioned to think of the partner as the next one, the forever one, the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting, the older I get, the more I'm like, hmm, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. But right. But it's not true. You're right. And, and our minds are schizophrenic. I mean, that, if you really just listen to your thoughts all day, they're scattered. They're all over the place. And so when you are dealing with a new person and you start, your, your mind plays movies exactly. of what it's going to be and where it's going to go and, and what could happen. But that's where you have to work on yourself and stop yourself from doing that because... Yeah, that's what I, I kind of nicely try to tell them. I'm like, don't jump to the... Be right there. Yeah, that's Look important. Look them in the eyes. Listen to them. Well, so many people don't listen. Yeah, you have to be still with it. They're making, like, they're making up, like, they could have a complete meal together. And they're not listening to each other. They're just talking talking, out. and then thinking about how they're going to respond. Yeah. Versus consuming and sitting with it. And, and seeing how you feel. Yeah. Listen to what they say. Watch what they do. And then just be aware of what your feeling is when you get that. If you have a red flag, it's something to look at. And then it's something to communicate to them as well. Yeah, that's my problem with red flags is, A, I see them very quickly. I'm attracted to them because I want to figure out why. Right. As right. soon as I, I mean, we can talk about some of the dates I've been on. I'm like, what? Like red flag after red flag after red flag. And I want to know what made them the way they are. Like, I want that. I want to discover their inner child shit. <laughs> not which, a healthy way. Which is great for your podcast, but <laughs> not, not great for your dating life. Exactly. No. Because they may not even know. Yeah. No, they never do. I, I just w- went out with someone who, um, you know, we were talking for a few hours, and he's like, we basically broke down, and I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but we basically broke down his repetitive pattern of dating a certain type of woman and tied it back. We always tie it back to the mother. <laughs> and he's like, you're an oracle. He's like, I want you to be my life coach. I'm like, well, I just know I can't date you. <laughs> right. That's all I know. Um, which is, I think, an X for me, which is something I need to work towards, is not analyzing my mm-hmm. dates, but I do. I, I, I'm like, what's his damage? And, and when you do decide on that relationship, it, it is wholeheartedly your job to love them. Yeah. And, and, and you just have to come to terms with that. And you have to feel good about loving even the stuff that may drive you crazy. Look at why it drives you crazy. Yeah. It always has something to do with us. Yeah. I say that about judging people. I'm like, when you judge someone, you're saying something about yourself. Yeah, you spot it, you got it. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, so do you have any advice for men? Because I do have, I see different things between men and women. Mm-hmm. I think men, um, they, on the first date, they share so much. And they're being honest. And they've been told that they've got walls up. And they, so, so they share a lot. Here it all is. If I get to too say much. It, right, <laughs> and that ends up screwing them, really. Yeah. And it's just it is too much. Just just ask questions, try to get to know that person. Yeah. Maybe not share because the past is the past, and as long as you're yeah. happy in it, I feel like you probably wouldn't need to share it. Yeah. So maybe yeah, not. That's that. true. That's true. They do overshare on the first date a lot. A lot, and it it's overwhelming for the woman. And as a woman, we do jump to conclusions. We do 
Like that yeah. movie, we, we, we st- say that we play. We're getting visuals on what they've been through and then what they're going to be like for you in the future. And that's not fair to him. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice. Probably be yourself, but you don't need to, 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 to paint a whole history of what you've been through. Um, yeah, I would say men of my age in their 40s who are divorced, which tends to be, you know, the age ranges less of the date. <clears throat> a lot of them, again, I think it's a conditioning, can't be by themselves. Like, they're not, I, I, this is my opinion, they're not ready to date. They probably shouldn't date. They should learn to be friends, socialize, go back into society mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly. But they're conditioned that they have to be partnered off. You know, they can't sit with loneliness or being alone. They're not comfortable with it. Because I feel like I go out with guys and it's like, you know, you're just not, I don't say this, but it's in my bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mm, you really, you know, you don't really seem like you want to date. Like, it's, it comes off. Like, mm-hmm. you're lonely, you're sad, you want someone to take care of you, but you need to. And see, that's the beauty about having your own experience. That's been your experience. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're hearing. Yeah. When yeah. they do share this stuff, yeah, which where we just warn them about, but yeah. but yeah, that's that's, and and see, that's not been my experience, so that's not what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. But it it's been real for you. That's yeah. what you've yeah, what you've a, been been big, through. It's a big projection in dating. You project so much. You have to be so aware of your mind and what you're doing. And I have gone out on dates where I have convinced myself <laughs> that this is it. You know, yeah. he is great. And I only heard the snippets of what worked for me. And that's when you just have to be quiet and be still and, and see how what he's saying about other things affects you and what it does. How you feel. How you feel, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, all right, I have a question for you. Do you think everyone is dateable? Mm. No. I, I could no. not agree with you more. I, I used to think whenever I first started, you know, I would take on any client, any age, any background, um, in any state, just because I really believe that there is someone out there for everyone. And I do believe that. But dateable, ready, um, healthy, no. I think you have to do a lot of work on yourself. Yeah, I, I think, again, maybe because I keep dating divorced men, that's what I keep bumping into. And I, because I know I'm not dateable. Like you just said, project, I project my shit for a bit. They're not dateable. It doesn't mean we can't be friends. It doesn't mean we can't even have a relationship to develop something in mm-hmm. for right now. That instant, okay, we're going to go for coffee, then we're going to go for lunch, then we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend, and then get married. I just think that's a conditioning that we have to undo. Yes, I do. I agree with that. And, and I think we've been told when we were little. My mom told me, you'll just know. <laughs> you'll meet him and you'll just know that yeah. he's the one and that is crazy yeah. that is so yeah that's not true that's not been true for me um and it's not like they do studies on chemistry all the time and it it builds over time it's I mean, sometimes it is instant that animal raw thing um but a lot of times it can build over time second date third date you start really being attracted and it working and i, I haven't done any research but Something I find fascinating is Indian culture. Um, mm-hmm. Their marriage is hugely done arranged. by match, yeah, arranged mm-hmm. matchmaking. And mm-hmm. um, 
they have a much more successful um, and happiness mm-hmm. rate than we do here in the States. And I find that fascinating because I do think I have like two friends that I almost wish I know that I'll be dating someone. I'll consider them my boyfriend when these two particular friends of mine say yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's good too. Yeah. I mean, it, but I almost feel like sometimes you have to have a third person help in the mix. Going back to the Indian culture, mm-hmm. I find it interesting, too, in my business, I've had almost 100% success rate with widows and widowers. Interesting. And I believe the reason why is because they don't have some false sense of what a relationship is. They knew what it was. They were married for 30 or 40 years. I mean, it is the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they love them anyways. And they were grief-stricken when it when they died. However... There's not that judgment. They know what a relationship is and they're ready for it again. And they come to me on their own. It's not like I'm saying, hey, you need to go out on a date. But they also don't have some fantasy of what they're, you know. They're not romanticizing. They're not. They're not and, 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 and it's a different time, too. Like when what we see on TV and what we see on social media and what we are, are portrayed as healthy relationships sometimes really aren't real. We're not seeing it all. Yeah. And I have to work on my relationship with my mother. And that's a God-given relationship. And I have to work on that daily. So I can only imagine trying to meet a stranger with a different background and falling in love. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it is. It's work, yeah. Um, so I have found a lot with um, men when I go on dates with them. Um That they are always looking for someone to take care of them. Sorry, we got we're, we got interrupted. I That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I was saying something about you found that when men when you're on dates with them oh. that they um, and I don't know if this is a cultural thing or not, but really want to let me know how successful they are or like, you know, that they're, they're the man. Yeah. I, I know I'm attracted to manly men, but the older I get, the more successful I am personally, mm-hmm. the le- less I care if someone is. And um, I actually think that that's healthy, but I also think they reject that. Though, and they might, but we've also, taken their role away in so many ways That's just true. being modern women mm-hmm. and it's nice to just let them have that you know it doesn't mean that you can't say and, and if he's not comfortable with that then that might be something else that he needs to look at yeah I've gotten that feedback a lot like you're you're too independent well <laughs> and he so maybe look at it mm-hmm. I am but mm-hmm. if it makes you happy then you know, a no is a yes to me, and a yes is a yes to me. If he passed because I'm independent and I love it and I'm happy in it, then it wasn't meant to be anyways. Looking at it and, and, and listening to your language and, and how you speak to someone and, and maybe making them feel like they're not needed maybe something you can work on. But, yeah. but being independent is beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting um, I love adding that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap this up with, I'm sure you have a, 
gotta have some great shit you can't make up stories. I mean, I, I know do. you and I have one, but I don't know if we want to share it because it's too recent. In the yeah, it's too recent. Yeah, he might get really. And it's a confidential service, but yeah. I can tell you this one because I have so many that share with me in interviews that think that it's a special thing. Like, oh, I didn't know she was bipolar, and then she jumped out of the car, and her family had to do an intervention. I mean, I've heard anything you can imagine. Yeah. But I'll share this one because it's about, we're talking about divorce today. Had this guy um, come to an interview with me, really good looking, successful, funny. Um, was a little shell shocked from his last relationship and had recently been through a divorce. And they literally went through a divorce and they got back together again um, as a divorce. I mean, I mean, they really, really tried. They exhausted it. And um, so he went on uh, two dates and it went great. But they just, he had some stuff to work on. And so third date, I felt really good about it. He'd taken his feet back like a champ, ready to go. And I say, okay, this is so-and-so. Went through all of her values. I'm like, she matches you perfectly. And when, and you match her. I mean, she wants exactly the same thing, blah, blah, blah. i show you a picture, make sure you're attracted. But I'm pretty sure she's your type. It looked like, I couldn't tell if he wanted to punch me or cry. I mean, when it he looked at the... Now think of all the people that are in the database. I mean, yeah. in his age range, I probably had 250 women to choose from. And it's his, he's staring at his ex-wife. <laughs> he went, is this a joke? Like, oh my God. He said, well, I mean, I think you're really good at what you do because I think she is a good match for about 15 years. I got matched um, with my ex-husband, um, match.com, oh. the like, first week I think we were both on it we got matched and we're like what the hell yeah um that's funny yeah I think I'm kind of oh I'm I'm oh I'm off of tinder and I can't I don't do blanket statements because I'll change my mind tomorrow mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I, I I feel like it was an addiction of just getting um the map like I don't need to actually follow up with any of these gentlemen it was just getting the matches it was just like What's the word I'm looking for? Validation. Mm-hmm. I still got it. But it, it's not a viable way to date. Um, and so I kind of, in my blog, just break down the different types of services. And um, I, But I just kind of feel like I'm done. I, it's, I'm done with it. I still am on Bumble. And again, it's just, you know, I'm in the stacking lane picking up one of my kids. And I'm just swiping because I got right. addicted to the swipe. Like, oh. Attractive. Oh, that's it. And then to see the validation mm-hmm. when they match, it's like, oh, I didn't actually follow up, and um, or rarely do. And when I do, it's a hundred percent been unsuccessful. <laughs> and you know, guys say all the time how rejected they feel because they'll get a match, and and they'll reach out and don't hear anything. Yeah. And and they're and I say, you know, women sometimes really are on those things, but they they get, they aren't actively on them. I don't know how to explain. It's just like the selfie generation kind of thing. It's just validation of hey, my picture looks good. That's Which is sad. Um, and not something I'm particularly proud of, but when I sit back and think about it and why I'm still doing it or why I'm on it, yeah, that's what it it's is. It's completely honest with yourself. You're yeah. working on yourself. And I do have something to say about those dating sites, though. And I, it's because I recently in this last year figured out the algorithm. It was explained to me. And you know, whenever they ask you all those questions on Match.com, eHarmony, all those sites, and eHarmony is the worst. Yeah, it takes eight hours to take that. Stupid right, it, it takes forever, and you fill in these paragraphs and you do all this stuff, and um, then they come up with matches, and they don't match you. They don't match 
they'll all have kids when you say you don't want somebody with kids or they'll be a smoker or a drinker, whatever it may be. And I don't understand how that's possible. And you keep getting the same people and they'll be a hundred miles away. And I don't yeah. understand how, so they base what matches your criteria on how you answer the question, not what you're saying. You would be better off pasting your resume. It, it wouldn't make any sense to the person reading it, but your matches would be higher quality because of the way that you're answering the questions, not exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's the verbiage that you use. and. I thought that was kind of cool because you can play with it. Yeah, the, the especially in a small town because it's a different experience for if you live in a big city versus a small town like Wilmington. It makes no sense. I get matched with Myrtle Beach, and I'll say I don't want anyone mm-hmm. 50 miles away. It doesn't matter. That's who I get matched with. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for coming. I'm sure we're going to do this again. Oh, yeah. It's been so much fun. Dating and got... is a big Oh, yeah, <laughs> topic I talk about. So I will call on you the next oh, time. I so. love you so much. Thank, Thank you for your you. time. Thank you.